The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I want to conclude with a Misa that I heard less than a week ago. Someone who's involved with Yeshiva Chafetz Chaim in Queens decades ago or years ago when it was in Forest Hills, a person, one of the Rabbeim, someone on the administration called me this past week. The Misa happened with him. And he shared it with me, and I think there's a great, great lesson to be gained from the Misa. He mentioned that Yeshiva Chavetz Chaim, also known as RSA, Rabbinical Seminary of America, doesn't have a fashionable website. They really wouldn't have one at all. He explained to me that except for government reasons, there has to be some type of presence on a website. So four years ago, this Rebbe, the one who's on the administration, shared with me that he put together a most, most basic website, pretty much as I didn't go and see it, but he shared with me really all it does is say, contact us if you need us. About two or three months ago, keep in mind, four years came and went, and nobody utilized the website to contact him or anyone. That was till three months ago. Three months ago, he gets a, uh, a ping, a, a sign, that somebody responded to the website. And he goes, it's the first time in more than four years, and he reads, the fellow says his name. He mentioned to me the name. I'm not mentioning it now, but the fellow mentioned his name. And he said, I hear on your website, I actually attended, I went to RSA in 1977, 46 years ago. And I'd like to find, is there someone who could learn with me? He explained briefly that he was a Reformed Jew, but he was looking to connect. So the one who told me the story said he was only too happy to respond to this person. As we started, when we began this year to do a form of Kirov, he was extremely excited. He contacted the person, he introduced himself as Rabbi so-and-so, and he told him, I'd be happy to start learning with you. Indeed, they have been learning the last two or three months every single week. But in this initial conversation, I'm getting a little bit of ahead of myself, in this initial conversation, he said to the fellow who contacted him via the website, first one who did so, I'm really curious. I wasn't in the yeshiva 46 years ago. You said you went there in 1977. Tell me, what was it like then? I would love to know what was it like. Tell me what the yeshiva was back then. And the fellow was silent for a moment, a bit uncomfortable silence, and then he said, well maybe the words that I expressed in the email weren't exactly. I said I attended. I went there in 1977. Uh, what I actually meant was I, I went there for 45 minutes. So this person on the administration said, what are you talking about? And this is the story he told the one who shared it with me. He grew up as a Reformed Jew. And it really reached a point that he felt he wasn't having any meaning in his life. 
and he found himself as a law student in NYU Law School. And one day he went over, it was in 1977, to his professor who was not Jewish. And he just opened up and said, I don't have meaning in my life. I've been brought up as a Reformed Jew, but I'm not finding anything authentic. The non-Jewish professor told me, I live in Forest Hills. Down the block from where I live, there's an authentic school, an Orthodox school. Here's the address. Why don't you check it out? So 46 years ago, I took the appropriate trains and I made it to Forest Hills, and that's what I mean when I said I went to RSA in 1977. It's true, I did. I walked in and I met a very nice fellow and I said, I seem so lost. Could you learn with me? And he shared with me for 45 minutes. He told the Rebbe who shared with me that they had learned from Sefer Chofetz Chaim the laws of Lashon Hara. 46 years later, he shared it with Sefer Chofetz Chaim the laws of Lashon Hara, and he said, my eyes, my mind, my heart was opened up to a concept. Be careful with what you say. You could harm somebody with words. The importance of thinking before you speak, interpersonal relationships, on and on. It was so extraordinary. But the 45 minutes came and went. I looked around the large room. I saw all of the very authentic people learning. But unfortunately, that wasn't for me. And so I left. And he shared with him briefly the next 46 years of his life. He married a Jewish woman, and he went on to speak about his family, but he always remained a Reformed Jew. But as the years and decades progressed, more and more disinterested, totally not satisfied, and then it just reached a point, he said a few months ago, where he wasn't able to properly sleep at night, he said, Decades I've been doing this, but I have no meaning at all in my life. There's got to be something more. And then he remembered. In 1977, 46 years ago, I went to RSA for 45 minutes. I even remember what I learned together. That's when I went on the website. I found the site for RSA. That's when I contacted you. And that's what brings me to our conversation now. Would you learn with me together? And as I said a moment ago, They've been learning weekly for the last two, three months, and I'm sure, Rabbi Sai, this is just the beginning of the story. But we must, as per tonight's share, take out two lessons from the story. Number one, the power of Torah is such that that brush, that encounter, those 45 moments of learning Torah Almost half a century earlier, Torah is Kishura. Torah binds, ties together, and unites. That's the power of Torah. Almost half a century earlier, the 45 minutes of learning Sefer Chavetai and the laws of Lashon Hara was still burning, burning within that Pintalayid. That's the Kayach Torah. That's the Kayach of Torah that unites. It brings the hearts and the nefoshites and the people together, even half a century later.
And I believe the other lesson we have to remind ourselves was that person who gave 45 minutes. I don't know who he is, and in all likelihood, he may very well not be aware of the story I just shared with you. Do you think at the time in 1977 when he dedicated 45 minutes to teaching someone who walked in off the street, he knew what the payers of those 45 minutes would accomplish? You never know. You never know. And as I said a moment ago, he may not even be aware of this part of the story. But almost half a century later, a Yid remembered those 45 minutes and is on his way to being Chayzer B'Tshuvan, who knows the next part of the story, who knows how many parents, who knows what will become of him and others in his family. A person almost half a century ago gave 45 minutes. He was Alois Bahar. He gave the time, he united, he believed. It may have at the time seemed like a small and gradual and incremental 45 minutes, but it's all part of his personal mizbeach. And we should be zeichet to believe in ourselves. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.